to Conscious Matters. It's a safe space where we chat about how living consciously matters to our well-being, to the one of our surroundings and loved ones, as well as to the earth and humanity as a whole. Join me, Melissa DeBerry, for inspiring interviews with some of the most beautiful souls out there, individuals who are helping others to reach their highest selves and who bring light into this world. In every episode, we talk about conscious matters such as self-love, awareness, personal development, the power of yoga and meditation, self-medicine, the rise of holistic practices, and much more. We expand on our experiences, share tools that help live in peace, harmony, and alignment on a daily basis, and discuss about what we've learned along our healing journey. Get your mind, body, and soul ready for a ride in consciousness. Namaste, listeners. Hey, y'all. I'm back. I promised you a second part of the shadow work theme. So let's get on with it. Just like mentioned in the previous episode, transmuting the unconscious into the conscious, shadow work is about bringing onto the forefront of our mind what has been hidden for the longest time with the aim of being free from hindrances and become whole again, to live up to your true nature and potential. If you've been listening to Conscious Matters for a while, you know about my love and passion for self-love, self-worth, self-awareness, self-growth, self-improvement, pretty much everything around the self and, and the mind especially the unconscious mind. How can we transform ourselves to live our best authentic life by balancing the light and the dark inside each one of us? So that's the question of today. That's the topic. This is what we're talking about. So get ready. Listen up to this jam. Shadow work definitely helps remove any impediments from the relationship you have with others. Yes, that's a given. But more importantly, the relationship you have with yourself. Repressing the traits and emotions that you don't fancy that much is, as a matter of fact, one of the biggest blockages in your self-love journey. More or less, the only journey that allows you to live authentically. To me, living authentically is about showing up to the world as the real you. The whole and complete you, the you with the positive and negative traits, the you that is unapologetically embracing themselves. To get there, we cannot be afraid of self-exploring certain aspects of ourselves. Yep, that's a no-brainer, but I had to add it here. But instead, be curious with a huge dose of humility and a healthy headspace to dig deep. Taking that gain wisdom and transform it into a healing insight for yourself and the ones around you. I gotta say that it's completely and entirely necessary to integrate those neglected and rejected aspects of ourselves in order to live authentically and reach our full potential in finding that inner balance through wholeness. It's incredibly challenging exploring your shadow. You're literally shaking all of your belief system that has been ingrained in you for decades on end. So it's already a hard enough process by oneself to acknowledge, accept, and integrate your shadow. So when you're proud to show up as such, it adds difficulty when faced with others' backlash, as it's also going against societal standards or even family values in some cases. 
bringing your unconscious mind into the conscious mind benefits your personal growth and a more fulfilling internal state that allows you to feel more serene, happier, and freer. Once your conscious mind, where sits the ego, makes peace with the unconscious mind, where lies your shadow, you become free to be your true self, as there's less shame around showing your whole self to the world. I'll even say more peace as well, as you battle less and less with your own self and realize that people-pleasing is not in your best interest, nor in the ones you're trying to please at your own expense. There's a song, I can't remember the name nor the artist right now. I might look it up and write it down in the show notes. But one of the lyrics says, people pleasing isn't love, but it is fear. So shadow work, once again, is about releasing your fears. Um, Gaining a deeper understanding of yourself is a humongous power. It's humongous power. As you won't be swayed anymore by other people's opinions and criticism of your personality or of how you act or how you express yourself. You might feel a certain way, but um, you won't, it won't hold any importance anymore or not as much as before. Personally, the more I get to know myself intimately with acceptance and compassion, the more confidence I gain. Obviously, when I say accepting and integrating your shadow, I am not, not, I repeat, talking about indulging. If one element of your shadow is, let's say, laziness, understand that you might need more breaks than others, but that doesn't mean slacking at work by taking random naps in the office and living way earlier than your contractual finishing time, right? This is not what we're talking about here. So, yeah, accepting and indulging are very different. When you accept your darkness, you really take responsibility for yourself. When you acknowledge that, you are not avoiding parts of you. You are not letting that darkness unconsciously have control over you and eventually mess up your inner dialogue, ruin things and relationships for you. Plus, you'll be done with hypocrisy of condoning and criticizing others for their shadow attributes when in reality they're just projecting your own honesty and courage are probably the best two qualities that will help you navigate through the complex and turbulent shadow corners of your mind without them there is literally no acceptance no balance no wholeness and reconciliation with every single part of yourself is a true self-love testament. Indeed, self-love is the first step to then build a deep and strong connection to your higher self. Self-love is not only love and light, it's also lots of pain, tears, crazy mood swings, isolation, and people thinking that you're super weird. Yeah, so it can be a lonely, long, and painful journey until you reach self-mastery, if I can call it that. Um, Obviously, it's a lifelong process. Once again, humility uh, and honesty. But you got also to embrace every step of the way. Even though you haven't like reached self-mastery, I think it requires years and years, even decades of of shadow work to be able to. But um, yeah. Embrace each evolution, each improvement, each reconciliation with yourself. Reaching the point where you know yourself so deeply 
intimately, clearly, and yet still open to change and riding the waves of life, reinventing yourself accordingly, it's like cherry on the cake. I'll make a reference again to Carl Jung since he's the, the origin of the shadow work. It's one of his saying that goes like that. Shadow work is the path of the heart warrior, which means, according to me, but I think common sense wise, it means that you've got to fight, but open and use your heart at the same time during this freeing quest. So yeah, fight with your heart open. Use your mind, but use your heart. I actually found the perfect excerpt summarizing that thought. Unfortunately, there was no uh, cited source. I'm still going to read it, but if someone knows the source, feel free to share. So it goes like that. Disconnection, talking about the one with the true higher self. So disconnection only happens when we embrace pain. We embrace shame. We embrace our imperfection. We embrace our fragility. We embrace all of the rejections. Everything we have repressed and disowned, we embrace all layers of our inner shadow self. Disconnection only happens when we choose to go through our own darkness, when we face our shadow selves and turn on the light by making the darkness conscious. It is not a part-time thing. It is the journey of a lifetime. It requires a lot of dedication and patience with yourself. This is the most rewarding journey of all. This is the journey of understanding and facing ourselves. This is the journey of remembering, remembering our pain, our traumas, and our glorious moments. And then it goes on and on, but I'm going to stop here. Yeah. So the path of the heart warrior, I'll share what worked for me in the process of integrating my shadow for that inner unification. You can do just that or adapt it to your own process or simply build up your own method to each their own as always. So the most important is to do what works for you and be in the right headspace to embark on that shadow exploration journey and dig deep into the uncharted areas of your mind. It will free you once again, freedom. You're worthy of freedom and shining as your true authentic self. So step one for me was observation. It all started by seeing what there is to integrate in the first place. So it's that time for self-reflection, especially taking a hard look at your own behavior, thoughts, and reactions. Because usually when we operate from our shadow, we don't act, but react instead to situations and people's words. Yes. Uh, Don't force it though. Let it come what may. Trust me, your shadow will arise no matter what. (laughs) So be receptive, but don't judge yourself. Just gently observe. You might even be surprised. Yeah, so for step one, observation. Step two will be self-awareness. Once you've observed everything, like once you've observed your reactions, it's time to figure out what are your triggers and write them down. Identifying where your dark side manifests itself. Why, you may ask, because... I'll tell you, I'll show you exactly where there's something unresolved within yourself. So once you figure it out, you will not only gain more awareness about yourself, which is power, but you also be able to address it and work it out so you won't mess with you anymore. 
So now, step one, you have observed uh, your behavior, thoughts, and reactions. Step two, now you self-aware, like you know your triggers, you wrote them down, and you figure out when they're manifesting. Now it's time to get a little bit deeper with the step three, analysis. Now it's fun time, aka time to investigate. It's a little bit like step one. It's observing, but more observing 2.0 super laser focus trying to uncover the recurring themes where your shadow manifests in all honesty most of the time we're not even aware of the presence of our shadow side since we've been functioning with that part hidden for the longest time it's so linked to how we live life there's actually c zweig and s wolf wrote a book about shadow work I don't have the name of the book. I couldn't find it. But um, the quote that I managed to get is the following. Beneath the social mask we wear every day, we have a hidden shadow side, an impulsive, wounded, sad, or isolated part that we generally try to ignore. The shadow can be a source of emotional richness and vitality, and acknowledging it can be a pathway to healing. Um, to me, this step of analysis or observing 2.0 is the most interesting and exciting part of the process because it's where things start unlocking, connecting, and making some sort of twisted sense to our own programmed brain. So it's very much about self-discovery here. There's so many tools you can use um, to do that, to explore what came up in steps one and two So if you're into astrology or intrigued by it, it's a great holistic tool to pinpoint qualities and traits you project into others and vice versa. It shows you how it plays out into our life. So you're probably familiar with your ascendant sign, the one that influences people's first impression about you, to grossly summarize, of course, because it's so much more than that. The rising sign is also the one that represents the traits that were acceptable in your environment growing up. But it's also the sign that starts up the order of your whole chart. The first house is the house of the self. So now for your shadow work, take a look at your descendant sign, which is the opposite of your ascendant. It's located in your seventh house. Any planet in there, if any, will give you a good idea of the traits that are often mirrored back to you by other people. Usually they're the ones you feel like you're lacking yourself before learning to see that they're already within you and integrate them within yourself. So let's say your rising sign is Pisces, then your seventh house will be in Virgo. And Pisces is seen as very creative and like spiritual and a little bit with the head in the clouds, but uh, also very, like very much an empath and very emotional. When Virgo is seen as very um, nitpicky, very put together, very um, OCD even, a little bit arrogant, um, things like that. So I'm just giving the negative traits, but you know what I mean, because usually in the shadow, that's what we don't like. So Virgo is also the sign that is very much into service and uh, and things like that. So just take your... Ascendant sign, look at the opposite in the seventh house, which sign it there, and try to find like the definition of the sign or like not definition, but like, you know, a presentation of the different traits 
the positive and the and the less positive traits <laughs> of that sign. So shadow work is also most of the time associated with the attributes of the astrological sign of Scorpio and the planet Pluto as well, its modern ruler and the eighth house. So the three of them are linked with the unconscious, even though the eighth house is not necessarily about the unconscious, but they're all linked to that part of your mind that motivates your behavior, choices, drive, intentions, repressed desires, fears, fears, obsessions, fears, and wounds. And also your unconscious emotional attachments. I actually did a super insightful episode called Conscious Communication earlier this year. So if you want to check that out, how your unconscious plays a role in your emotional attachment side and communication within your closest relationships, check that out. So yeah, your eight house can tell you also a lot about your unconscious and also talk about the 12th house, which is traditionally linked with the unconscious. 12th house is actually the house of the shadow of the self-undoing of unseen things. Everything that that is here, but like unseen from your own perspective. Because when we think about it, the first house is the is the house of self and the 12th house, which is the last one, should be like so far from the self. So yeah, so I will say the 12th house is the house of instinct, dreams, and hidden world as well, like the unseen realm that governs everything that um, exists without the physical form, like your secrets, your dreams, your fears. So it's interesting to go around this one as well. And to push it a little bit further, I also like to look at the eight house opposite sign. Uh, which is the second house, the attributes of the sign that rules your second house might rub you the wrong way. I mean, at least for me. So I don't know if it's like a general rule or not, but like for me, it actually helped to know more about that sign and dig into it to figure out why the attributes of that sign rub me the wrong way. So maybe there's something out there (laughs) to know more. Oh, and also the um, opposite sign of your moon sign. Since your moon sign is all about your emotional state, how you are when you're the most comfortable, let's say when you're alone at home, nobody's watching. And that really helps too, because the opposite sign of your moon sign is supposed to be the um, sign that makes you uncomfortable. And maybe that's why that uh, mine works for the second house, because the sign in my second house is the opposite of my moon sign. So I don't know. Maybe it's the second house. Maybe it's the opposite of the moon sign. Probably the latest. But um, go and check and explore what's best for you, what works better for you. And you can also like keep it completely casual and more in the box uh, by doing some psychological tests, such as the Maya Briggs, which is awesome, by the way. And also the Enneagram tests. And something that we don't really think about too is asking your loved ones, uh, your closest friends, and maybe not your parents, because your parents have one idea of who you are that usually is outdated. But um, I mean, it depends. It depends. So go and talk to your closest friends and ask them for three of your qualities and three of your flaws um, or that they can consider as flaws. I did that once. One of my flaw was that I'm too optimistic. Isn't it so cool to have that kind of flaw, really? (laughs) But anyways, take all of that with a grain of salt too, because people who 
even though they know you that well, they're your close friend, they're your member of your tribe or your family or whatever. Remember that they also have this perception of you because they know you through their own eyes, which means through their own experiences and their own triggers and traumas. But it's very enlightening too to see how other people see you and how you see yourself and then make a mismatch of both and uh, keep on moving forward in your self-discovery. So after the analysis, using whatever tool, maybe astrology, maybe whatever suits you, it's time to go on step four, which is taking action. So we've been observing, we've been self-aware, analyzed. Now let's get into it. Like I said in the previous episode, this process of liberating yourself and reconnecting the air quote, ugly parts of yourself is not a walk in the park. It's probably a lifelong journey, to be honest, as our inner darkness has been ingrained in us for so long, for so long, for so long. So it's difficult, but incredibly worth it. Just remind yourself of that every step of the way. So my only advice would be to face it, express it and make peace with it. So yeah, expressing your emotions, fears, challenges, and so on is the best medicine. It can be done in so many different ways, but you have to express it. You have to express them. Usually talking, so talking in therapy, therapy session, if that works for you. Talking through writing, or I'd rather say journaling. Talking in videos by filming yourself and rewatching them after. No matter the way, just let it out. Just let it out. I feel extremely blessed to live in a time where mental health is taken much more seriously and that it becomes more and more accessible to you. If therapy is something you're curious about, but you're not 100% sure, you can refer yourself to the episode I did last year. Keep your mental health in check. In the show notes of that episode, you'll find a link to get one week of online therapy with a licensed mental health expert for free. Um, No strings attached. You can unsubscribe whenever. But yeah, so talking, talk, express, let it out. And also, um, when taking action, trust your intuition. Don't second guess it. You can try to train it, if I can say, like practicing with oracle cards or also a good way to do so. Whatever works your way, just practice, trust your intuition. And once you take action towards understanding and accepting your shadow, you'll be ready to fully integrate it. Don't fool yourself, though. Mishaps will always happen. We're human after all, but they'll be less recurring when you elevated your consciousness, when you're aware of things you weren't before. So I'm probably missing out many, many things on this rich and extensive theme that is our shadow self, but um, it was more about covering the basis of it to have the knowledge and tools to live authentically with in a peace and reconnecting to all parts of ourself and maybe i don't know um tickling your curiosity and for you to go out there and look for more information about it if you have more interrogations or you want to call me out on something that i said here feel free to reach out on instagram at uh, conscious that matters And once again, I'm sharing my own perspective. This is what worked for me. It might not work for someone else, but um, it's all about exploring and trying, discovering ourselves and living our good life to each of their own, but like the most important that we all fall into it. I hope you enjoyed. Talk to you soon. 
Conscious Matters is a self-produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and ordinate. Five stars always preferred. Your support will help to keep on raising the collective consciousness together. Talk to you soon.